It's your favorite host, Amber B, and you have just stepped into Sunflower Power. Turn that thing up. You don't want to miss this. Good morning, good people. I know y'all like, no, she didn't. Y'all, I have not talked to y'all since November of 2021. It's September. <laughs> y'all, I, I ought to be ashamed. Um, hey, <laughs> I admittedly have been in a space of analysis paralysis, just wanting to come back and it be large and grandiose and it, it just be extra. But um, life be life and, and there's always something to tend to. There's always something to process. There's always a break needed for mental health and there's just never really any time. There's never the right time. So I'm just going to jump in and get in where I fit in. Um, but specifically this morning, y'all, we got much, much, much to talk about. Fret not. But specifically this morning, since we are still in the month of September, I did want to focus um, your time and attention on suicide awareness um, and prevention, because that is what the month of September is for. Now, before you click off of here, right? Because y'all know how y'all know how people do. If it ain't nothing that they want to hear about, or if it's something that's boring, or if it's something that's too informative, we, we like to be entertained all the time. And that's the problem. Y'all like to be entertained all the time. So, sit down and hear what I got to say. But in all seriousness, um, even if this is not for you, please be um, in such a posture where you are willing to receive information that can help someone that it may be like relative to someone that this could um, help. I need you to be, I need you to be the hero. Even if it's not about you, this is still good information. Um, I really just wanted to just touch and agree. I, I wanted to um, firstly remind y'all that social media is fake as hell. Y'all hear, hear me. I need y'all to please get away from the fake, like the facade, this fake world, this everything's all good, all is well, all the time. This facade that social media puts on and church, baby, please get away, get away from that and come back to real life. I just want to touch and agree. And I want to remind y'all that we are real people with real emotions and real traumas and real processes. And I need y'all to be serious about healing on purpose. Um, specific though, I ain't going to start, I ain't going to fuss, but specific to suicide, um, just your suicidal thoughts, ideations, attempts, whatever, uh, you'd like to refer to it as I, um, that used to be me. Um, overall, it was about a span of three years overall from 2015 to 2018, 2018, I was coming out of it, praise God. But, um, that was, I, I call those my Job years. Uh, if you're religious and you know who Job is, then you know why I say that. If you're not, uh, Job is someone, um, in the Bible who lost everything. He lost his family. He lost everything that he owned. And when I say he lost his family, I mean, they died. Everyone that he loved died. Everything that he owned, earned, it was gone. And he was so low that he was begging God to take him, take him away, um, kill him, let him die. Um, he was wrecked with illness and, and physical pain, um, let alone emotional and mental turmoil. Um, that was my Job experience, that span of three years. So, um, yes, though I contributed to the mess that I made, uh, that, that I was going through, um, there were a lot of lines crossed. I think that, um, 
and and if you don't know what I'm referencing, go back to season one. And I did a mini series. I think it's titled 2016 or Losing My Religion or something like that. But this was my Job experience. And this is what put me in the position to want to kill myself and take myself out of here. Um, and I'm being I'm and I want to be clear in this episode. I'm being very vulgar on purpose because we like to tiptoe around things and we don't like to call spades spades we need to talk about it so that we can know what we need to heal so I'm not going to be pretty in my words so trigger warning okay so I am referencing um, just what that time was for me and though I contributed and had a lot to do with um, the initiating of things and, and how the ball got started uh, to roll, how the ball began to roll. There were a lot of things that went beyond the line of um, tough love or um, just being corrected by a village of people that supposedly cared about me. It, it definitely crossed that line and it, it became abuse, um, mental physical or not physical but mental emotional and spiritual abuse neglect um just any any type of torment that you can think of that is less than physical it was all that um all of that this is where my trauma came from um obviously um i won't say that this is where my trauma <laughs> came from um uh, eventually going through that put me at a place where i began believing. I decided to believe that my time here was done and that I needed to die and that I deserved to die. Um, and because this was my first bout with feelings like these and a mind frame, um, like overall state of mind, these were my thoughts every day. This was my first time dealing with that bout. So initially what I was doing was praying and asking God to kill me crazy. I um, was begging God to just take me out, cause an accident, uh, take my breath away. Please don't let me wake up the next day. And every day I woke up, I was angry with God. And I, and I, and I, and I felt like I was being mocked, like he was laughing at me and he was keeping me alive on purpose just so I could want to die. Yeah, it's very dark. Um, when praying and asking him to kill me because he's the giver of life. He's the taker of life, the sustainer of life, right? So if can't nobody do it, he can. Um, so I was asking him, he wasn't answering. And then I took matters into my own hands. Y'all things ranging from uh, taking too many pills. I tried to overdose. I tried to suffocate myself um, by cutting off my, my air supply. I, um, reckless driving behind the wheel, I would, um, intentionally speed in very dangerous places, um, trying to cause an accident that would take me out. Um, just very dark and demonic spirits I sat with and I talked to, and I were, I was asking the, very dark y'all, asking these spirits to like, like kill me, kill me, um, that's the bottom line. Um, none of those things worked. <laughs> none of those things worked. <laughs> um, none of them worked. And imagine being in a place where you are desperate for 
um, reprieve and you are, are just desperate for affection and being reminded that you are loved and everything you're trying is not working. Everything you're trying is not working. Um, aside from God himself, uh, and if you're not religious, I am. Um, so whomever your higher being is, whomever you pray to, whomever you believe in, my my God, God is my God. Um, um, I don't just believe in God, I believe God, right? So aside from God himself, uh, the only thing that kept me alive was my brother at the time. Um, his name is Cayman, and he literally carved out time every day to be with me. He he was there like emotionally, he was there physically. Um he moved everything out of the way just to like be with me and to hold my hand the entire time whether we were actively having conversation or not, whether we and and I know that it is I thank God for that man. That is my brother for life. That is my brother for life. Um but we live in a we live in a culture and a society that that forces us or conditions us to believe that because we're all grown we don't need a village and we don't need people that will do that very grown people that are parents with jobs and who run businesses yes these same people need villages and they have a responsibility of being a village for other people but we we just live in a world and a culture that allow like it makes us believe that we need to have it all together all the time and that nobody should have to be uncomfortable or inconvenienced even if it means saving our lives I I just I really I I really want y'all to just just keep your eyes open for the lies and the in the in the little innuendos um that that is Satan. Satan is very divisive. He's very subtle. And that don't make no sense. If because we are grown um, means that we cannot be a village or be loving, actively loving towards people that we love and care about because we're too busy or because we got to go get the bag. Like y'all, like, please, please, I need y'all to pay attention. Um, If it were not for Cayman, I would not be here. The amber that you know, the amber that you hear on the other side of those speakers, I would not be here if it were not for him actively and intentionally being a friend and being an anchor for me when I was not able to be that for myself. So please, round of applause for Cayman. And, 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 and the reason I am intentionally using his name is because... Um, it's it's important for us to acknowledge uh the people that that stick with us through the fire and who got hell for even like still being there for me. <laughs> I need y'all to understand how it works. This cancel culture and this this way that church deals with things that are not popular or things that they don't agree with, um, whatever, what so have you. Um, not only do they cancel the person and burn the person and rip the person to shreds, but anybody that supports the person, you might as well be the person. But he, when I tell y'all so many people walked away from me because they simply could not handle the attention that still being my friend got them like the guilty by association. They couldn't handle that came and never left me. So 
I will be intentional. You know what I'm saying? I will absolutely be intentional about giving that man his accolades because he saved my life. He saved my life. He was my angel. 100% was my angel. Um, Nevertheless, the point that I really want to get to is more times than not, when people are vocal about wanting to t- uh, kill themselves or being tired, being tired of, li- of living and just wanting to take themselves out, what we see, especially if it's on social media, is people reminding them of their responsibilities as a reason for why they shouldn't kill themselves. Baby, if I want to take myself out of here, what I don't need you to do is take me and put me in a place of responsibility. I need you to remind me that even if I never do anything again, if I never lift a finger to be there for anybody in the same capacity, I need to be reminded and and affirmed and reassured that I deserve to live just bottom line like blanket I deserve if I never do anything if y'all don't ever hear me speak again if I'm never up in front of people talking again if I'm never there to encourage anybody ever again I need you to tell me that I deserve to live and that I deserve a beautiful life and I deserve to reap all of the things that I have sown and experience life at a beautiful level. Don't remind me of my responsibility as a reason for why I shouldn't take myself out of here. It it has always, and I'm so glad that I can say it now, it has always bothered me to see people quote unquote, encouraging those that are really ready to take themselves out of here because they're overwhelmed with life and people are reminding them of their responsibility. That don't make no good sense. That does not make good sense. My responsibility and all these bills and all these people that I got to, that got to answer to me or that that got to come to me for instruction or waiting on me to give them the next move or all these meetings I got to plan or events I got to plan and these people I got to keep encouraged, people I got to keep from killing themselves or whatever. I don't need to be reminded of that when I'm ready to take myself out of here. So please, please, y'all, we have to do a better job at really being encouraging People like this, and it's it's not even that we do it on purpose, but just the world that we live in, it's, it's like our worth means nothing unless we're doing something. Y'all, we are worthy. If we never do anything again, we are worthy of love. We are worthy of life, but we can't experience how beautiful life really is just at a blanket level. We can't we can't experience that if we take ourselves out. And I'm obviously talking to the people that are actively struggling, who have struggling. Those thoughts creep back in. Those thoughts creep back in. Absolutely. If you are actively struggling with major depression, um, so much so that you are still struggling with suicidal thoughts, ideations, attempts, whatever you would like to refer to it as, please understand that you can't give up in hell. If you give up now, it will never get better. It will never get better. And you owe it to yourself, not anybody else. You owe it to yourself to see and reap the harvest of everything that you have toiled for, everything that you have sown. Life cannot get better if you cut your life short. It it just can't. And it will not. And you owe it to yourself, not that job, not that ministry, not your kids. And I know, listen, let me be clear. I don't have kids. And I'm not saying 
<laughs> that the kids don't deserve to have a parent that is a that that is alive. I'll say that. But if anything, the kids absolutely deserve to have a parent that is alive and well and able to provide for them and able to be a a healthy example uh, of what wholeness looks like and how to like. You can't be anything for anybody else is the point I'm getting at until you are everything for yourself. Please, y'all, stop. Take that out of your encouraging words. Do not remind people of their responsibility. Remind them if that is that remind them, even if they never do anything again, they are worthy of living a healthy life and a life full of love and nurture. Adults need villages, too. Adults need villages too. And um, I'm going to keep this right here because I'll probably do a part two to this. So if you've made it this far, you a real one. And thank y'all for rocking from rocking with me uh, for this very random episode. But I really I really wanted to get this in before the month is out um, because it's necessary. And we got to start being like these attacks. Satan's attacks are bold as hell. Ain't no other way to say that. So we got to be bold as hell about our healing period. We have to be intentional as hell about our healing. There's no way around that. Of course, if you have questions, if you have concerns, um, please feel free to hit me up. Queen Chronicles AB is still my Instagram. Um, child, I can't even remember my Twitter right now. Um, but of course, I will um, supply as much information as I can as far as the suicide hotline and um, um, the website and, and all these good resources and, and good things that you need to use on purpose on purpose. I love y'all. I hope that um, even if one person is listening, that you have the hope just to make it another day. If, if, if I have reached one person, I have done more than enough. I love y'all. Be well. Peace.